of the law until faith would be revealed. Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come. We are no longer subject, subject to a disciplinarian. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. This is the word of the Lord. And then our gospel lesson and sermon text for today is going to come from John's gospel, chapter 1. Verses 1 through 18, and let me just remind you, this is God's word to us, and it's given to us because he loves us. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from, for from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. This is the gospel of our Lord. Let's pray together. We do ask now that as we come to your word that you would open our eyes and ears and hearts to see, to hear, to understand what you would have to say to us today because yours is the voice that we need to hear above all others. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Promise I just have congestion. It's hard for me to register in my brain the last few days that we have already celebrated Christmas and at the end of this week uh, will be the end of 2021. It hasn't felt like an entire year has gone by and we're about to turn over and turn the page and bring in a new year. I think, as I've thought about it, as, as it's really surprised me, how did we get here so fast? It seems to have flown by. As I thought about why that is, I think it's because 
With the resurgence of COVID in the last few weeks and all the measures we've had to take and hearing the news every day about infection rates and all those things, at least for me, maybe for you as well, I feel like we're still in 2020, that we never even made it to 2021 to begin with, and we're certainly not about to turn the page into 2022. It feels like we're still wandering around in the wilderness of Christmas 2020 rather than emerging victorious in the promised land of 2022. But if you paid attention, if I paid attention at all to the season of Advent and the ministry of John the Baptist, which we looked at for most of Advent, it is out in the struggle and difficulty and messiness of the wilderness that we should expect God to actually show up and meet us. This is what we celebrate at Christmas. Listening into verses 9 and 10. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. Yet, John says, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. John says that the light was in the world, that it was already in the world, because everything in the world was made through him, Yet the world did not know him. Maybe because they were looking for God, for this light that was to come, in all the wrong places. And when you think about it, it kind of makes sense. Nothing about the first Christmas was particularly pretty, or flashy, or noteworthy. Think about it. Nothing you would expect necessarily about the light that is the life of men coming into the world. I mean, we begin the story, as you know, and hopefully read yesterday or in the, in the days leading up to Christmas, that Joseph is breaking his own culture's laws by not divorcing his seemingly adulterous, law-breaking betrothed who is having a baby that is not his. And this poor, homeless couple with a dubious teenage pregnancy is making a dangerous journey to do the right thing, at least uh, by the state, and travel to Bethlehem to be counted. To be counted by an occupying nation that rules over their land so that they can be taxed properly. They make this dangerous journey to do the right thing, only to receive the most meager hospitality one can find. You can shelter with the animals and the beasts of burden. And so, Mary gives birth to the Word of God made flesh with all the blood and fluids and entrails, not in the best, cleanest, sterile hospital room with all the latest technology that insurance can provide, but in a stable with all the dirt and dust and filth that one finds in such a place for animals. This life that is the light of men came into his own and his own did not receive him, John's Gospel says, and this is clearly evidenced right away because not long after The Word of God became flesh to dwell among us. He and his parents had to flee. They had to run for their lives and free from violence that sought to destroy him. And so they become immigrant refugees in a foreign land. 
These are the circumstances into which the Word of God, the light of the life, light of man, became flesh and dwelt among us. It's remarkable. God chooses to reveal Himself not in safe places, but on the bottom, at the edges, among people and places where we, don't, we do not only not look for God, we don't want to find God. In these places, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus, they are not middle class. They aren't model citizens under the law. They aren't stable and secure. They are far from being the well put together family that you would post on Instagram. So, if this is how God chose to make himself known to this world, What does this say about the places that we typically look for our status and our dignity? What does this say about our pursuits to form a certain kind of identity and image? If God chose to reveal himself to us as a totally vulnerable, poor, helpless child born not to well-resourced parents, are we sure that who we think God is is actually the image of God that he reveals himself to be? Maybe we struggle to know and experience God's love is because God comes to love us in humble and vulnerable and exposed, and weak, and fragile, and insecure, and marginal ways that we don't really want to be loved that way. But here is where our Christmas hope and our Christmas joy breaks in. So if you skipped the quiet, patient, anticipatory time of waiting, that is Advent, and I know that you all did, And instead arrived on Christmas Day yesterday all frazzled and worn out after getting ready for December 24th since November 26th. And if you arrive the day after Christmas feeling overstuffed, dull, and disappointed, as Sylvia Plath says, if you are stressed out about finances and the economy and politics and the job market, if you are unsettled, by hard news of violence, injustice, cruelty, and unwelcome. And of course, if you are discouraged and frustrated that this virus just won't go away for crying out loud, then like Mary, like Joseph, like Zechariah and Elizabeth, like the shepherds and the magi, It is precisely because you are in that place, weary, poor in spirit. It's precisely because you recognize that you wander in a wilderness that is as cold and cruel and unjust as it was at the time of Jesus' birth in a stable. It is precisely because you recognize the wilderness that we all wander in. That you are in the place for God to show up and touch you with His grace. Because as the German Jesuit Karl Rahner says, God has come. God is there in the world. And therefore, everything is different from what we imagine it to be. When we say it is Christmas, 
we mean that God has spoken into the world His last, His deepest, His most beautiful Word in the Incarnate Word. And this Word means, I love you. You, the world, and human beings. This eternal promise full of grace and truth that came into the world at Christmas is that the one who we can surrender ourselves to without losing ourselves has come to give us life that is the light of men. And this gift is freely given, free for the taking, free for everyone and all creation. The problem of our unworthiness is solved. The problem of the brokenness of this world has been answered. It is good to be men and women. In fact, it is very good. It is good to live here on this earth because God in Jesus Christ chose to say yes to this world and this humanity, this flesh. So despite our circumstances, despite that it still feels like maybe it's 2020, a little, go forth from here rejoicing that Christ has been born and is forever being born in you, making you children of God, beloved sons and daughters. Go forth from here rejoicing that because God's word of love to us became flesh and dwelt among us, There is no longer any separation, no more division, no more enmity between this creation, our humanity, and God. This divine mystery of divine love that you were created by God's love, for God's love, and our lives are meant for this ever-deepening union This ever-deepening fullness and grace upon grace, John says, with the God who became flesh and dwelt among us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's confess our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I ask you, brothers and sisters, in whom do you trust?